Random Art Tips and Rambles with Rafi. Hola, you amazing artist. It's Rafi. And Klee. And today we're going to talk about, what are we talking about today? We're talking about labels. Labels we give ourselves, labels other people give us, and how we deal with labels. Mmm, labels. You know, I'm not a big fan of labels. Yeah, I know. Lots of humans are, though. Okay, so what do we got? We have a question? Yeah, our awesome question comes from Bradley Page. Hi, Bradley. Hey, Bradley. Bradley watches our YouTube vids, and hopefully we'll catch this podcast. We'll have to let Bradley know. Yeah, we'll let him know. For anyone interested, Bradley's art can be seen at fireandfumes.com. So Bradley's awesome question goes like this. Hi, Rafi and Klee. Absolutely adore you both. Thank you for the work you do. I so appreciate listening to you both while I work. I categorize you both under guilty pleasure. So you've labeled us then, have you, Bradley? Just kidding. <laughs> I don't mind being a guilty pleasure. Me neither. Recently, a coworker who had hired me to paint a pet portrait for a Christmas gift referred to my art as a hobby. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. I sat there like a deer in headlights thinking, is this just a hobby? I like to think of my art as my passion, profession, and life goal. I just happened to spend 40 hours a week in corporate land as a lucrative side hustle. I know he didn't mean any disrespect to me or my work, but it did leave me feeling a bit down. If I'm creating and selling, is it still a hobby or am I emerging artist? Maybe I'm just a hobbyist that hopes to make the jump to professional once I retire from work. Thanks again for all you do. This is such an excellent question, and I know getting labeled by people can be frustrating, but I actually think it's kind of great. And before you turn this podcast off, hear me out, okay? Before I turn the podcast (laughs) off. I was like, what are you even talking about? Here's the thing about labels. Somebody labels you as anything. It has a lot more to do with how they see the world than anything that's directly related to you. And while it can be annoying and frustrating, it's really not relevant You know what I mean? But why it's great is because it pushed your button. That is pretty good. I like like what you're saying here. I, I like where you're going with this. The reason it's good is because it's pushed a button. If you find yourself getting frustrated or aggravated with some someone trying to label you or anything, uh, it's a button and it generally points to the fact that perhaps your solid foundation as far as how you view yourself has work to be done. Emotional work to be done. Because of the nature of what we do and the way that it's seen in society, Mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of insecurities attached to it, especially when you're starting out. Like Bradley is definitely an emerging artist. In fact, I would go as far as to say uh, you don't even have to put emerging in front of that. You could just say that Bradley is an artist. When it comes to labels like that, because I was very familiar with that label in fact, I had people in my own family that were like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's a really nice hobby, but it's never going to get you anywhere. Yeah, same. And I think that that's the perception that a lot of people have out there, which is why maybe it got under his skin, because it it, it could be pretty annoying when somebody does that. But to your point, somebody could tell me that, oh, that's a really nice hobby, and I'll laugh it off and be like, yep. It's a pretty lucrative hobby, too. Absolutely. And that's where eventually you you get frustrated over time. It's annoying. Um, each time it happens, to me, it's an opportunity to reaffirm to yourself, well, what is my truth? What do I choose to believe? And are there any weak points uh, in my foundation as far as like this bothers me because maybe I don't actually believe that yeah. I could do this as a career. It used to frustrate the heck out of me when people called what I do a craft. 
or a hobby. Over time, I was able to look at it. I think uh, 10 years in, I mean, it bothers me not at all. Somebody wants to call me a jewelry artist, a designer, a retail peddler, a crafter, uh, whatever they want to call me. And maybe it took me 10 years to get there, like slightly working at it over time. You don't have to spend a decade working on it. I would say if you find yourself annoyed with something like that, definitely take every opportunity to really define for yourself, well, who am I? Like if you ask me, I'm an artist. I'm a full-time working artist. If you're an artist and you work a corporate job in corporate land, as Bradley put it, I'm an artist and I'm a professional. I'm a professional artist and I'm also a professional fill in the blank. Yeah, I actually like the way that he put it. I I admire Bradley for the fact that he was able to label his corporate job as his lucrative side hustle. The lucrative side hustle. I, I so admire that because I think in the very beginning, had I had that perspective starting out my career as an artist, I would have started my career a lot earlier. Now, I'm not bitching and moaning about when I started my career. When we started doing this and I and decided that this was what we were going to do full time, I remember that I started adding a lot of labels to my name. In fact, it's it's in the book. Like mm-hmm. I had all these labels. And then as soon as I won an award, I was an award-winning artist. And then I sold stuff overseas. And I was an international award-winning artist. And I was, you know, and the label just kept getting longer and longer because I really wanted to present myself in a way that people would take me seriously. And I think that that's where a lot of the insecurities come from when it comes to an artist. Like, I would be offended if somebody had called me a crafter. Mm -hmm. What's interesting, though, is that later on, as I started to realize that I really just don't give up about what anybody thinks and how rude it is for somebody that does call themselves a crafter for me to label them as less than an artist. Definitely. You know, like that really, especially with the following that we've gotten and so many people that do so many things. Uh, you got you have musicians, you have writers, you have people that build stuff, you have people that fabricators, yeah. photographers, and like to to when you are insecure about the place you are, you make sure that you set that definition there. And I've seen a lot of artists that have been doing this for a while, and I've seen artists that have just gotten started. That the moment that they come at me with that stuff, like, well, I'm not a crafter. Crafter isn't, you know, immediately all I see is insecurity. And the reason that I see insecurity is because that's where I was at. Like, you know, I would be offended in the beginning. Shortly thereafter, especially doing the markets and stuff and meeting all these artists and stuff and realizing that it doesn't, they could be calling you a snow globe. Like, It doesn't even matter what somebody else is calling you. What matters is what you consider yourself. And for a lot of people, whether whether somebody looks at me and says that I'm a crafter, because I'm all of it. I'm a crafter. I am an artist. I am a creative all around. You're a skilled tradesperson. Exactly. I'm a skilled tradesperson. I'm a hobbyist. I've got plenty of creative hobbies. I do it all. Because essentially, I'm just a creative person. You've also embraced the word amateur, which is generally regarded as condescending, but you've embraced it and owned it and decided that that means you're always learning. Hell yeah, yeah, because that's somebody will use it in a negative connotation, and immediately I could just say like, well, yeah, I'm an amateur. I'm an amateur because I'm constantly pushing outside of my comfort zone and constantly reaching for something that 
that I don't think is possible for me to do. Now, the word hobby specifically, okay, the reason I say it says more about that person than it says about you, right? A lot of people in the corporate world simply can't fathom the idea of a creative career being more than a hobby. That's their reality. Trust me, I know this very well because I was in the corporate world and I myself... As much as I wanted to be an artist, just thought to myself, there is no way that I'm ever going to make money doing this. Because being an artist, uh, although it's, it's basically you're running your own business, there's a huge difference in mentality between working in corporate and running a corporate business versus running a creative business. Mm -hmm. Like a huge difference. And so like... You really have to be willing to think outside of the box as an artist. And when you're in corporate, there is so much structure going on that it's it's almost impossible to do that. And for a lot of people, they they can't see outside of the box. They, they just wouldn't know how something like this, what we do for a living, would be even be remotely possible. So like you said, in response to a comment like that, like, that's so cool that that's your hobby. You would either in your head, you could say it out loud to them if it calls for it, or even just in your head, like, this job is my hobby. Like, my passion, my <laughs> life work is the art. <laughs> I love that. And the thing is that, like he's saying, he his friend didn't mean it in right. a negative way. And people don't mean stuff like that in a negative way. No, they don't. I used to get so bent out of shape when people would call my work cute, like at shows or the market, or they would say, that's different. And I came to realize, like, they mean it in a nice way. Like, they're trying to tell me that it's not like something they've seen elsewhere or cute to them means it's nice. They like it. Um, And just because it didn't meet my specific criteria of like what a compliment was for me, I would get upset. Right. So I've learned to just take the compliment. Right. Even if even if it's not exactly my ideal, um, just understand that it's coming from them. That's their world. That's how they interpret things. And hey, thanks. I actually love the that's different. Well, that's different. I love that so much because (laughs) because of the nature of my art. To be honest with you, for the most part, the people and, and anybody listening to this, listen, you guys that are listening to this, that are artists. I'm an artist. I absolutely love you and adore you. But some of you guys, when you look at someone else's art, please do not say, oh, that's a really good idea because that does not complement the art at all. Basically, that's like saying like, you know, in theory, that's good. Your execution of it sucks. It's poor. Exactly. I I actually do regard that as a compliment as well. So I'm going to argue with you here. I think a lot of people are trying to say, that's genius. You're a genius. That's innovative. I love it. And I wish I had thought of it. That's what they mean. Well, that's great. But that's not what I mean when I say that's a good idea. (laughs) I'm actually, whenever somebody tells me something that I don't think that's a good idea, usually what comes out of my mouth is like, oh, that's a good idea. (laughs) <laughs> so so I guess you have to read the room yeah, in those cases. <laughs> yeah, you got to read the room, I guess. No, and I know that they don't mean it in a negative way, but I'm like, just, it, it, I understand, admire the art. Hey, if you think it's genius, then say that is genius. Right. I'm more inclined to say things like that. Uh, but, you know, humans say all kinds of things. They do. I, I But going back to that, because I'm ranting right now. All right. Whenever I look at something and I think that it is genius, what comes out of my mouth is brilliant. That is brilliant. 
I do not think that the word good really covers the basis there. So that's it. End rant. Sorry about that. No, that's great. That's a side rant. (laughs) Humans use all kinds of lingo to express uh, what they feel about something or how they interpret something. And the fact of the matter is almost all humans like to label things. And some of them overgeneralize, right? Every artistic endeavor is a hobby or a craft. Some of them get too specific. I'll give you an example, right? Just in the jewelry world, right? overgeneralizing. Oh, you're a jewelry artist. Cool. I need my watch battery replaced. Yeah. You do that, right? I have all these rough stones. You can cut all these rough stones because you're a jewelry artist, right? It's assumed that I have a lapidary set up to cut stones. I have a casting set up to do. Now, ideally, yes, that's what I'm working towards. Does it mean I do everything? No. I mean, could I replace your watch battery? Yeah, sure. But that's not really where my focus is. Over-specifying. Oh, you're a jewelry artist? What kind of jewelry do you do? Are you an assembler? Are you a fabricator? Are you a caster? Are you in repairs? Like, well, um... (laughs) I kind of do it all. I kind of, yeah, I'm kind of just doing me. Um, And so I've kind of learned, like, all of those labels, over-generalizations, over-specifying, or even just completely missing the mark altogether. It's just humans trying to understand stuff. Artists of any kind are almost like uh, unicorns, right? I, I always find it hilarious when people, like artists in particular, will be like, the market is so saturated. There's so many artists out there. People and, love to say that. Yeah, they love saying that. And really, there aren't really all that many artists. Maybe we know a bunch of artists because we hang out or know artists. Sure, they make up a larger percentage of the people in our In world. our circle. But when I was in the corporate world, they were a vast minority of the people that I knew. And so, and most of the guys that I hung out with didn't even know that I was an artist because I didn't want to bring it up because they had no understanding. They're, they're like WTF. I don't, I don't know what that, you know, so then they start asking you questions because they're investigating because they're trying to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. And when there is a neat little box, a neat little label that they could put you in, it makes sense of the world for them. People will look at a janitor and they have this automatic label of what it means. Oh, that that guy probably didn't do so well in life, you mm-hmm. know, which is bullshit because that's not the truth. So some people will look at an artist and they look at them admiringly. And some people look at an artist and they think like, oh. So you're unemployed. Yeah. So you're unemployed. You've got nothing better to do, do you? Now, here's the thing. My question for you, and I think the overarching thing that that is important to me here is you say back in the day, you didn't bring up the fact that you were an artist because your friends would have picked it apart and asked you questions to try to understand it, right? And how would you back in the day have handled that? Back in the day. Okay. So like me now? You now versus you then. Okay, so like me back then, I was so insecure. I was so insecure. Uh, and, you know, for the longest time, I blamed my dad for not doing because my dad would be like, what do you think you're going to make any money with your stupid little pictures and your stupid little art? Mm-hmm. And what was interesting was that later on, I figured out that that had everything to do with his own insecurities when it came to doing what he wanted to do with his life because his father didn't let him do what he wanted to do with his life. Right. So like it didn't have anything to do with me. But, you know, according to me back then, the damage had been done. It was uh, my entire life would have been totally different. Da, da, da. I spent a lot of time blaming him, blaming my mom, blaming my family. Uh, and then when I had friends that weren't supportive, I blamed them. 
and in corporate. So like the moment had I mentioned that I was an artist and they started asking me questions, um, it, it just, even if they were genuine about the questions that they were asking, I would have found a way to turn it in on myself. Yeah. You know, I would have found a way to, oh, well, what did you mean by that later on? You know, having those conversations later on. Me now, I, you know, I'd, I'd just, I'd be like, I'm an artist. And if they had snarky or good or whatever, I would just answer the question. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me what they think. And that's the difference, I think, between you starting out versus you now or me starting out versus me now is when your foundation is shaky, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a tendency to get upset, to get defensive, and even to get over explaining and to feel like, well, I need to make this person understand. Oh, right? that's that's the worst. That's yeah. the worst when you get when you start talking and trying to explain. Yeah. Yeah. Us now, I personally don't really care if someone understands exactly what I do. Right. Um, neither do you. But the reason I keep going back to this is because because it pushed your button, Bradley, and for anyone else that's that, that gets upset about this, it's awesome because it's an opportunity to ask yourself, why did that upset me? Do I care all that much if this person really understands what I'm doing? Every mislabel from another human is an opportunity to stop and redefine for yourself, no, they're wrong. This is me. Most of the time you're going to have the feelings hindsight, right? Yeah. Or maybe have that episode where like you're talking about something. Maybe maybe this is this was the worst for me back then where like I'd show a piece of art to somebody in my family or talk about some kind of art move that I wanted to make. And then they would start asking me questions and I would over explain because they're like, oh, I don't know. And I'd be like, no, because da, 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 da. And I'd, and I'd try to sell my point to them as if they had anything to do with me moving forward in my life. Whenever I have caught myself doing that, it's understanding that like, yes, those buttons are within me. And it doesn't mean I, the beauty of this particular message from Bradley is that it was like, you know, I know my friend didn't mean anything by that, but it did hit me in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that is a really, really awesome way of looking at it because instead of saying like my friend was blah, 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 right. Bradley understands that like, oh, okay, something about this bothered me. Yeah. We're talking to someone who's self-aware, who's already investigating the feelings. And that you guys, that is half the battle right there is being self-aware and not automatically jumping to the conclusion that that person did this to me. That person made me feel this way because they said that and that was my biggest issue back in the day is that it was always that person said this that person said that and it made me feel this way because i didn't have an understanding that no i made myself feel this way because i give two shits about what that person says if they're being mean or i'm making up a story when they were actually giving me a compliment mm -hmm. and i'm making up a story that they're attacking me and so the whole process, no matter if they were attacking me or they're not, is happening internal. So I love I love the response there. I think I think that's like part way there. Oh, definitely. I think it's definitely understanding that like yeah, oh, okay. Well, when these things happen where a button does get pushed, I get to turn it inside. The the same way that you're saying right now, like I get to turn it internal and take a look at it and be like, okay, well, this is my button. Mm -hmm. So the way I like practicing it is, okay, so somebody comes to me and they say, 
oh, is this your hobby? And then, whoosh, you know, like I've got that burn. And then I'll, I'll play it out again in my head. Like, okay, well, next time somebody's like, well, is this my hobby? I'm going to respond with, uh, yeah, you know, it's a really lucrative hobby. Now, mm-hmm. trust me, it took me a while to get to that point. This is a lucrative because at first I was like, no, it's not a hobby. It's a blah, blah, blah. You know, like my, my defensive response. And then realizing that the defensive response, all it really is, is you going into over explaining mode, right? Because then you're going to be like, well, no, it's not really a hobby because I'm an artist. You know, all it is, is insecurity speaking to the person, trying to get the person to understand that what you do is important, that you are in fact, an important person when in actuality, it doesn't freaking matter. You know, and most of the time it's almost, in, it's, it's honestly like if somebody is being nice and, and they don't understand. Bye. I got that question so many times out at shows and almost, I would say 99% of the time when I said, actually, this is my full-time career, their reaction was like, oh, really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. How do you do that? You yeah. know, and, and it opened up a conversation. Um, So oftentimes it's just like understanding that they don't understand yeah um the biggest issue i would say and and i think bradley the work the work that lies ahead of you is not allowing misunderstandings to cause you to question who you are for yourself absolutely whether that person walks away understanding or not um don't let it shake you as far as what you know you're doing and who you know you are that's the work Absolutely. That's the foundation to build. Absolutely. That way they could be like, nice hobby. And you could be like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice hobby. Yes, it is. Thank you very much. And or you could, or you could be like, this is what I, this is my career. Yeah. I, I would have loved, I would have loved if the response in this particular thing, uh, when, when you're, when his friend said that would be, oh yeah, no, 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 no. My corporate job is my hobby. Yeah. This is my career. I think when it comes to these kind of things, what has benefited me whenever I've thought about what a response would be to something that pushed one of my buttons is to just screw around with people. Because most of the time people are making comments because they're not even thinking about it. It's just kind of like a response comment to this thing that they're responding to. So they find out you're an artist and immediately they're like, their their question is, what kind of art do you do? That's a ridiculous question, but it's not. To a lot of people. People sometimes panic, too, when when they find out something about you that they don't understand uh, and they don't know how to move forward in conversation from there. Sometimes some asinine things come out of yeah. people's mouth yeah. because they're uncomfortable and yes. they don't know what to say. <laughs> um, the reason I think um, it's great for all of us to just work on that foundation of this is how I see myself um, and nothing anybody says can damage that. Yeah. Is so that whether you say something out loud to somebody or you just say it internally to yourself, regardless of their intention, because most people have good intentions. Some people don't. Some people are going to try to slap you down. Some people are going to try to tell you you have absolutely no right to call yourself an artist. Those people are full of shit. Yes. But you want to kind of have your foundation under you regardless of the situation because those people will come out of the woodwork i don't know how many times i've had people tell me like you can't just call yourself an artist and then they'll they'll you can't call yourself an artist unless you've done this and i'll be like well i have done that unless well you have you have to do this and uh, i have done that anybody that has a strict criteria of what it means to be an artist um they could 
explode out their butt. That yeah. that's that's the 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 one response there for me. That's where I get. That's where I do get a little. The fangs be- come out. The a fangs bit. come out yeah. because I get very 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 upset. I don't care if they attack me. They could tell. They could call me whatever they want to call me. But a lot of times, like especially with the people that are that are following us and and a lot of the the artists that are emerging and stuff like that. The, what happened to Brand? That's fine. That's that's a friend. They. They said something, yeah, misunderstanding, uh, and and that's easily whatever. But if somebody were to come and attack somebody like that, which is what they do, because either a they are a failed artist, or b their career isn't going anywhere as an artist, and they're pissed off at everybody else about it, and so they put people down. That's what I've noticed every time. The most, the 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 meanest people that we get either on YouTube. Or anywhere else, when I go and stalk them, because I do, they are not successful whatsoever. It's a dead giveaway of insecurity it when is. you're just being mean. Yeah. It, because when you run into an artist, an actual artist that is successful, it would be extremely rare for that person to be an asshole. And I and and I don't mean successful as in like oh they they've got this class and they do really well because some of those guys are a holes uh, because they're insecure because the way that they made their money was not actually selling their art the way they made their money was selling art classes right so like there there is a there is a difference there and that's why you qualify the people and do not take what they say serious and and like Clee says you know it's all about building that foundation. Had I run into some of the comments that we get on YouTube now from artists that are like that, mm-hmm. it would have broken me back in the day. Oh, for sure. Some of them are, are pretty mean. You know, and now I'm like, screw you, because all I see is like, you're a little insecure craphead. Like, what what are you going to come here and talk to me like that? It's about allowing the comment to come in and understanding like, oh, this means nothing to me. And you have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Other exactly, person. Exactly. Whether your intentions were good or malicious uh it doesn't matter it doesn't yeah. shake me i'm yeah. unshakable yeah I, it's not that i have walls up it's like oh it comes in oh yeah this doesn't mean anything to me and listen when i say unshakable i don't mean like you're going to get there and then your work is done okay no, like it's no. it's varying levels it's it's always leveling up and you're unshakable recently things have been said comments have been made that that are able to shake me right but i work on each of those things as they come up i see them as an opportunity like oh okay well this shook me a little how come and that's one of the things to remember is is uh no matter what because a lot of people will say like well you know and it's not that it's not that i'm i'm better at it or whatever i've just had more people tell me some crappy ass crap throughout our career that and I wasn't willing to take it personally that I'm better with comments. Does that mean that I've gotten every single one that every single facet of my insecurity has been hit by something that someone has said? No way. There's definitely probably millions upon billions of comments out there that are going to get under my skin. And when they do, I take a look at it and say, okay, does this really matter to me? Is this really important? How do I feel about this? Because how do I feel about this word? What can I change whatever context or meaning I have of the word? It's kind of like I said, like when somebody's like, that's a really good idea, mm-hmm. right? It's up to me to change the context of that, not the person to stop saying it. Right. And so like, that's, that's the thing to take with that and build that 
foundation, like you were saying earlier. That's yeah. that's important. I would say my concluding thoughts, Bradley, ultimately, yes, you are an emerging artist. Uh, remind yourself of that as many times as you need to. Your career and what you aspire to and what you do ultimately is completely in your hands. Uh, you, What you choose to do, how you choose to define yourself, if you're creating art, whether you were selling it or not, you're selling it. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. You're creating art. You're moving forward. You see yourself as an artist. You are an artist. No one could ever take that away from you. I think you're on the right track, especially looking at corporate land as the side hustle. Yeah, I dude, love that. That 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 is, I mean, kudos right there. I will just say, Clee said everything perfectly, but I will add to that. You are a badass and don't ever ever forget that whether it is i am a badass artist i am a badass creative i am a badass human being whatever it is it doesn't matter what anyone else says it that's what you are yeah and by the way you guys we know tons of artists professional artists who also have a career outside of art that they enjoy yep and some of them feel really uh great about that and some of them feel like oh, i don't really know how i should feel about it but either way there's absolutely nothing wrong with having a career outside of art and pursuing a career in art having a career outside of art does not make you any less of an artist and i try to make that very clear in the videos that we do and in everything that we do you do not need to be doing just the art side full time no, you you have your side hustle. I love I love the way that Bradley put it. you have your side hustle, which is your corporate job. And that's awesome. And then this is my career. I am an artist and it doesn't matter how much time you spend on it. That is what you do. And, and kudos for you for understanding and being aware of like, this is what I'm doing right now that makes it comfortable for me to keep pursuing art. Right. So I don't have to worry about monies. And I'm working my way towards whatever my goals are. We have uh, rogue family members that do all kinds of things as a side hustle. Yeah. Uh, from teaching to uh, full-time jobs to delivering papers to Ubering to whatever. Yeah. they To get it done. They do it all. Are you your corporate job? Was I my corporate job when I worked in corporate? No, I wasn't. I try to be. I try to pretend that I was. But I was always this creative being that I am, and that was my full-time gig, was being the creative person that I was. This was an awesome, awesome subject to talk about. Thank you for this question, Bradley. I hope some of what we said was helpful for you and you guys out there in podcast land. If you have any helpful pointers, uh, feelings, tips for Bradley or anyone else going through this uh, self-definition uh, foundation that we stand on as artists, uh, please leave them in whatever comment section is around here, depending on where you're listening from. Yeah. And you could even leave a comment like F labels. That's what I would leave probably mm -hmm. on this one. Cause I'm not very eloquent. And thank you so much for listening. You guys, you guys are absolutely freaking amazing. I totally adore you freaking creatives out there. And listen, if you like this and you want to listen to more like this, go ahead and click somewhere around here to subscribe, depending on where you're at. I have no idea where that would be. And uh, yeah, that's it. You want to say goodbye, Clee? Good day. Adios.